episode 28 of the baby mamas back in the saddle yeah hey (laughs) y'all glad you could join us um we've had a pretty good day we got to go to our midwife we're fresh out of our midwife appointment actually yeah pretty fresh pretty fresh pretty fresh uh, (laughs) i'm a little bit more stinky than usual yeah freshness totally more stinky and i put on deodorant twice today is that like a common thing that you know. just get? I guess hormones would affect your stank level. I guess so. It's really annoying though because I've never, believe me, she I've doesn't. Never, she doesn't get bo. I it's don't. like not a thing. I'm not smelly. I constantly stick my nose in her armpit and I'm like, what's wrong with you? How do you <laughs> smell like a baby? Her feet don't even smell. She's like an odorless angel. I've treated my feet like they are my babies. I don't walk around without socks ever. Ever. And I don't really wear flip-flops all that much. I've only really started in the past couple of years. That's true, yeah. So the bottoms of my feet... When she first started, when I was, like, trying to force her to wear flip-flops, because we'd go to the beach and she'd be in runners, like, dumb, right? She <laughs> she couldn't find the, a, a pair that would, like, fit her little narrow baby angel feet well that's part of the problem that's why i don't wear them they i know fall off. so she would literally like she was like i feel like i have to grab the f- the flip-flop with my toes every time i, I do i still do do you yeah i walk around like my foot is a claw that the doesn't whole sound very comfortable it's not that's why i don't wear them <laughs> it's either that or like I think suffer you, you just need to like let go like just let go then they would fall off and i would like walk around and get my foot stabbed by hypodermic needles hiding in the sand yeah yeah, because the beach is just covered in them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I really feel like we need to talk about <laughs> the funniest thing that we've heard this week. What's that? King Barn Schmarf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ange discovered... So Ange has been following Reductress online. It's like a snarky women's news it's website. It's apparently supposed to be a uh, woman's magazine, but it's just making fun of women's magazines. So the titles will be yeah. like, how to do kegels while avoiding getting a bulky manly vagina or 33 ways to hold him so that he knows that you're his girlfriend and just like dumb oh, shit. Oh, the one I saw recently was was why I can never trust any man ever except that guy I just asked in a coffee shop to watch my laptop. <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, so Ange found that they have a podcast. And if you are into totally bizarre, weird, uh, satirical, ironic, not at all serious humor, go and find it. It's called Mouth Time. And or just super weird shit. Yeah, it's not (laughs) real. It's just two girls. Well, it's real in the sense that it exists. It is, but they're not. It's not serious. There's no genuine topic of discussion. It's all snark. Yeah. Like 100% snark. So (laughs) like one of the things they were discussing in the last episode was... um, if it was ethical, <laughs> if it was ethical to have a skeleton play a xylophone made of bones with bones, <laughs> like just shit like that. Anyway, so go and weird. find it. And the most recent episode called Techno at the very end, like the last seven minutes, 
I had to re-listen to it like four times before I could actually get through it without either just laughing so hard that I was no longer listening or, or running, running to the running bathroom because I was like ready to pee myself. Because, you know, when you're at this point and I know it's going to get worse, bladder control is a little bit harder. Yeah. I got to say. And so me- speaking of Kegels, have you been have you been doing them? Well, I don't want a bulky manly vagina. <laughs> but yes, I try to do like at least like five minutes a day. Really? When I remember. Do you remember daily? Or no. would you say it's more like once a month? I'm doing it right now. Me too. Oh my God. Anytime anybody mentions Kegels, I'm like, oh yeah, right, those. Because <laughs> everyone really should be doing them. Mm-hmm. Keeps that shit tight. Yeah. It's really more about incontinence. <laughs> I don't want to pee myself ever. Well, for pregnant women, it's about <laughs> it's about helping you have like a stronger pelvic floor so that when you're giving it, it's supposed to make your birth easier. I don't know what the litmus test for that is because they can't test what your vagina would have been or what your pelvic wall was like without. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. But if they say we should do them, then we should do them. Yes. Right? So do your kegels. Do them now. Let's all do one together. One, two, three. Kegel. One, two, three, four, and release. Release. Good job, everybody. Good job. We did did some pregnant lady yoga that... Actually, Jackie says is boring every time we do it because it's not hard enough for her. Well, it is. We can't do all the hard stuff. But this one actually wasn't that bad. But <laughs> she actually had like a whole section where she was like, okay, now we're going to do some Kegels and like full on like talks you through doing Kegels, which I found really helpful because it's hard to remember to do them. Yeah. And then she also had you try and do this like breathing in and out while holding it, which is actually really hard. Uh, this sort of like pat your stomach, rub your head kind of. Yeah. It was like a weird coordination kind yeah. of test, but she said it would actually really be good practice for for when you're in labor. Birth. Um, so yeah, let's talk about our midwife appointment since we were just there. Yeah, it was great. I was just saying today how much I really appreciate having a midwife. I'm so glad we went went that route because you get so much more contact and so much more care, and it's like just as kind of worries are starting to creep up, and because you see them about once every five weeks. Just like as you're kind of getting to the point of like, oh, things are changing, weird stuff's happening, I want to check in, you get to check in. So we literally got to run down our like laundry list of like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And they take so much time with you and are just such, ugh, it's just such wonderful care. I like can't say enough good things and we haven't even been doing it for that long. Yeah. And I know that in the States, there's two levels of midwifery. There's some that are practical licensed midwives and then there's another one. And I don't know which one isn't properly licensed, but make sure if you are choosing a midwife that you look into it and get one ones that have gone to school and are properly licensed and certified, not just one who has like hung out with another midwife and like gone to a bunch of births like Jill yeah. Duggar. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot out there and it's making home birth look really bad. Yeah. Who are attending births and they're not properly trained and it's it's terrible. There's well, you know, and they mean people die. Apparently some people choose intentionally to have someone untrained and unlicensed. I don't really understand the rationale behind that. I guess it's not really my place to judge, but it does seem a little risky. But it is problematic, I think, in that like they shouldn't be they should be called something else because it's it's those stories of like, oh, we had somebody who's never gone to school or never learned anything practical and they were our midwife and then our baby died and it's like, uh, that's not the like norm and honestly if you're considering a midwife or if you've never even considered having a midwife, look into it because it's a bigger 
topic than most people realize. A lot of people think it's like this weird leftist, like hippie thing to do. It's really not. It's really, it's really wonderful. You know, I think my my advice or our advice for everything in so life one, is do your research. Yeah, the one that you'd want to get if you're in the states is a certified nurse midwife. They've had uh, advanced practice and they're registered. So I think the other one that I'm that Jill Duggar is that isn't properly licensed is a practical midwife. Yeah. So make sure that you do your research and figure out the difference between the two. And it's not like there's no place for a practical midwife. It's just not if that's your only medical care provider, then you might want to think twice. Yeah, you need them to go to some sort of like medical training, not just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless sure. you are the kind of person that's just like, meh, let's see what happens. Yeah. And the amazing thing about living in Canada and BC too, because midwives in BC is a huge movement, is that they are all university educated Mm -hmm. and it's a four-year program and that's all they do is just learn about birth and everything that comes along with it babies Mm -hmm. they have a huge long practicum where they actually go out and do practical education on the field and And our midwives are part of the university and they do have students which i think is amazing it's like low barrier there's queer people in the space like one of our midwives is queer which is amazing because just having anybody you know who kind of feels more familiar is nice in a medical setting because it can sometimes be awkward you know when you're going to the doctor and you're like talking about your sex life or whatever you it is that you're like addressing and like I've had to go get checkups before like maybe with not my doctor and they ask dumb questions (laughs) you know like uh well are you sure that like you couldn't possibly be pregnant and it's like um yeah a hundred percent sure well, you know, but you're not on the pill. Yeah, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just it it like kind of eliminates some of the awkwardness and they're just really awesome. I I'm like in love with them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me. I would never. Yeah, it's cool because one of the questions that I had today was if something happens to me and I die or I'm unconscious or something and Jackie needs to make health decisions for the baby before she's on the birth certificate, is she able to? And I don't know if uh, like a regular OB who's in like a really heteronormative situation with just like, you know, regular straight couples would necessarily know the answer to that. And our midwife knew immediately. She was like, absolutely. No, the law says this, blah, blah, blah. And she was no, really knowledgeable she was like, on it. No one will even bat an eyelash. And honestly, like we really do have the best laws. Even in within Canada, BC has the best laws. Nobody here, like people still in Ontario have to ad- have to do like second parent adoptions, which is just... Yeah, so here it's really based on the intended parent. So the intended parent is meant to be Jackie and I. So there's no one else that could come in and be like, but... uh, Nobody can take that away from me. That's my right. Yeah, So which is really, really nice to know. Yeah, and I mean, it's not something I've worried about, but it is something that you need to kind of be aware of because if it is an issue, that could have huge implications to everything, I guess, Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, what else did we talk about at the midwife? We talked about food. Oh, not again. I don't want to talk about food ever. <laughs> Please, thank you. We also talked about... Um, <laughs> if if we could remove it from a topic of conversation in our life, that would be amazing, but that's impossible. Yeah. We talked about sleeping position, which was worrying me, has been lately, because things are starting to get a little bit more uncomfortable mm-hmm. as I'm getting bigger. Mm-hmm. There was this thing that I heard and I read online that you have the vena cava, which runs kind of parallel to your spine or is it in your spine or something it's in your back yeah it's in your back anyway and so if you sleep on your back and then the extra weight of the baby will compress it Mm -hmm. and you'll get less blood flow to your uterus and also to you and so what i always sort of interpreted that 
interpreted that as was like, oh, it's dangerous for the baby and you're like cutting off blood flow to the baby and you're going to kill your baby in your sleep. But that's not actually the that's case. That's not how you interpreted it. That's what you made up in your head. Isn't that what interpreting is? Um, no, interpreting would be like taking meaning from something that you read. I think what you did was, oh, it's dangerous. Everyone's going to die. I'm going to kill my baby in my sleep. <laughs> No, well, I'm just, I'm going like worst case scenario. And that's why I went and asked because I, I was like, how do I interpret this weird information that's on the internet? How do I know we what already to actually, listen to? It wasn't just weird internet information though. Like we talked to people who know things about physiology, like an RMT. And she said, no, you don't have to worry about it because if that happens, you generally will just wake up and move because your body your body will register that something's wrong and yeah. wake you up and make you roll over on your side. Yeah. So it's not something that's really actually s- worrisome. You're not going to mm-hmm. inten- unintentionally like really do damage. But she said the le- the best side to sleep on is your left side. So I've been trying to do that a lot, but that's that's more difficult when you're in bed with me because I don't like to face you. I know. She was like, can we get like a king size bed? I was like, no, we don't have room for a king size bed. That's ridiculous. She's like, no, we totally do. You have we space do on have your room side. for a king size bed. And we talked about this. And if we put a king size bed in the bedroom, then I would literally have to like crawl over the end of the bed because of where the dresser sits. I'm okay with that. I'm sure you are. I don't see the problem. <laughs> uh, I basically sleep on like the like closest edge of the bed. I am like, I maybe take up like six inches on the side of the bed. Because so. I have to sleep with my knees up so that I'm like a wider body. And you sleep diagonally. I think that was all the interesting information that we got from the midwife that we haven't already talked about. Mm. We talked about cervical, cervical checks last time. No, she actually suggested because you, ugh. And she wakes up every night at 3 a.m. and is up until like five or six. And she suggested taking uh, liquid calcium and magnesium at three when you wake up because that can help you sleep and it absorbs really quickly so that was interesting hopefully that works because oh my god it's ridiculous you can't sleep through the night ever no it's so frustrating i need to come up with like a hobby or something that's good to do at 3 a.m because i have all this time where i'm just lying around knitting no because knitting is too stimulating what about that dumb futurama game no that's also stimulating really yeah sorting shit yeah that's why whenever you're playing Candy Crush, you don't go to sleep till you stop. No, it's because... <laughs> that's like, a, I'm a not, silly no, thing. This has happened so many times. I stop and then I go to sleep. No, it's not, I can't sleep no. while I'm playing it. It doesn't you put you to sleep. You will be playing it for so long and you'll be like, I'm just not tired. And I'm like, put your phone down and try and you will be asleep within a minute because you think that you're not tired because you're sitting there stimulating yourself. It's the same with kids. Kids are going to be stimulated by video games. They're not going to want to go to sleep. They're not going to Are you calling me a child? No, I'm just saying like, that that's the point. You're already trying to mother me. That's the point of video <laughs> games. Like, what other options are there? Playing Parcheesi? Like, <laughs> what is Parcheesi? <laughs> what? What is Parcheesi? It's a board game. You've never heard of Parcheesi? I'm going to play a board game by myself at three in the well, morning. Well, that's what I'm saying is that you can't read. You can't knit. Everything else is too stimulating. The only thing left is to zone out and be like, watch stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, let's bring up Zika again, your favorite topic. Uh, the CDC came out and they said that, whoopsies, it's actually like a way bigger deal than we originally thought. And it's kind of really scary and it does lead to birth defects and, um, people should be taking precautions and what precautions not traveling to those areas, those areas being Brazil. 
No, it's more than that. It's like Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and mm-hmm. other places. But also, I really don't think the CDC said, whoopsies. No, they actually literally said, this is scarier than we originally thought. I know they said that, but they did not say whoopsies. Well, I know. It was, I bet someone at some point said whoopsie. Anyway, <laughs> so it they have the type of mosquito in 30 states. In so, America. Yes, in America. So it is a huge... So let's not go to those states. ...issue. So they're, they've asked for like, I think it was like $1.2 billion from Obama in order that to try and deal with it. Was it? Million, not billion. Anyway, some huge amount of money to try and deal with it. From Ebola. They took the money from like Ebola funds? Yeah, because it's more of a threat. More of a th- yeah, it's a bigger deal. It's a bigger deal. No, I mean, yeah. I'm not disagreeing that it's a problem. I'm just saying it's not like at our doorstep here. So, But it could be any minute. Any minute? I don't know. I think it's probably too cold here. We don't have that many mosquitoes. We really don't. There's fucking mosquitoes all over the place in the summertime. Not really. When was the last time you actually had a mosquito bite? Every single summer of my life. Uh, <laughs> They're at the beach when you go outside. All right. Then it's time. We're getting you a human hamster wheel. Thank you. That's what I wanted St- to hear. You'll be bubble lady. Anyway, if you live in the States, you should look up what... S- if you're pregnant. That's the, ma- the major risk is for pregnant women. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, but yeah, the the like effects of it are even worse than they thought, and further reaching than they thought. It's it is scary. I'm not I'm not downplaying it in that sense. I'm just saying that we're gonna keep watching it and keep seeing what's happening and adjust. And our if I have to stay inside all summer, then I guess I will see you once the baby's born. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Something that I've been thinking about because we're going to find out, hopefully we're going to find out what the gender of the baby is. Not, Not the, the gender. gender. The Everyone sex. says, what's the gender? I'm like, the gender is a social construct. What we're finding out is something factual, which is the sex of the baby. Get it right. Yes, I'm sorry. It's because I've been like socially constructed to say that. I know. But yeah, the sex of the baby on Friday if they'll tell us, it's a little bit before 20 weeks, so they might not, apparently. But we might. But our midwife said that some of the technicians will be like, well, I can't tell you, but I just happened to be typing something into my <laughs> computer that you might need to overlook here. Um, so we're hoping we get somebody like that. But if not, then we just have to ask our midwives to tell us. Yeah, and they'll tell us a few days later. So, mm-hmm. um, But we're still thinking that we're not going to tell anybody because... Are we thinking that is that what we well, are thinking like maybe like one or two people yeah i don't i don't honestly 100 percent know i know that i'm gonna tell people and i know that <laughs> you're gonna tell people <laughs> it's gonna last like a week if that no well it depends on but like i know i'm gonna tell people at work but they aren't the ones that i'm worried about then telling the people that i am worried about knowing which is our family really yeah. i am pretty confident that because okay let's break this down here why don't you want people to know because pink and blue shit pisses me off and it's it's only getting worse like it's, it's always not, it's bothered not, me let's let's just be clear here it's not the blue stuff it's the pink stuff and it's the gendered stuff but even the blue stuff like the blue isn't as bad but that's also like a social construct because that's us assuming that stuff to do with guys is better than stuff to do with girls no, it's, no. The point is that people put blue on little boys, but if you put blue on a little girl, it doesn't ever mean anything. But if you put pink on a little boy, that means everything. Because it's it's a 
So I think pink is like because a more... blue is associated with males and mm-hmm. that's a source of power. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're okay with girls wearing boys' clothes and girls wearing blue. But a boy going for something pink and doing something that's perceived as female as seen, is seen as lesser than because they're stepping down. So if we're down. having a boy, then you should want everyone to know so that you can ask them to get us pink frilly shit for the boy. No, because I'm not... <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just don't understand why... Like, colors are just nothing. Yeah. They're, it's a reflection of light. And we've somehow brainwashed our entire fucking society to associate this reflection of light with gender or sex. And it makes no fucking sense. And it really pisses me off. And it's so creepy, too, because I was thinking about this. Wait, 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 wait. One second. Take a deep breath. <laughs> You're getting so mad. That's what I'm saying. Like I know. I ever know. since I got pregnant, I've just been thinking more and more about it, and she I'm just getting like more has angry. Arguments with the world in her head. That's what you're doing at 3 a.m., isn't it? I was thinking about it. Last Why time. world? Why do you need everyone to be blue or pink? Why do you need to categorize us this way? Stop putting us in boxes. And it's not even just necessarily the colors it's what it represents which i think really bothers me i totally agree with you but here's but no listen oh oh no you're not done i'm not done okay the creepy thing about it creepy is the serious long con that is the brainwashing that we do to children yeah and if there's some people that don't care about pink and blue and they'll dress their girl in pink and whatever it's not a big deal and here's purple and boys get green and blue and whatever those kids if and I've worked with a lot of kids and they'll come up you know you'll be handing out crayons or pieces of paper and it's a pink piece of paper you give it to a boy I don't want this well why not it's a perfectly fine piece of paper well it's pink it's for go give it to like so and so and then you're like well pink can also be for for boys and if you look at their face it's like a robot short circuiting like they don't understand and they can't comprehend and that's like a really creepy thing to see in a kid i i'm i'm totally with you but i don't think that the problem lies in telling people if we're having a boy or girl (laughs) and i also trust that other than your mom everyone we tell if we say we really don't want anything super gendered so please don't get us anything pink or very like obviously boyish or girlish for the baby i think they'll all respect it so if that's the only reason you don't want to tell people, I don't think it's the right reason. What is the right reason? Wanting to surprise them, I guess. The the other thing, too, that I've been thinking about is, like, how to balance out keeping pink from a girl and keeping, you know, allowing a boy to wear pink and purple and all those other colors, mm-hmm. um, but without pushing them so far that then they're like i love pink and i want to wear frills all the time because i'm not allowed to yeah like that's what i that's why i think part of the reason why i am the way i am is because your mom forced you into the hideous dresses with frills and bows and hair and all that shit and i would dress you like a sailor doll yeah i would go to school and i would then take out my pigtails and then just hate that i was wearing a dress see whereas i obviously i'm much girlier than you in the like gendered traditional sense and i wore a ton of pink when i was a kid definitely was not a not a problem for me but i don't like it now because of what it represents so i think you just like can't you just don't make it a thing do you know what i mean but how do you avoid because other people make it a thing kids pick up on that stuff i mean there's only so much you can keep away from your kids i think you just have to nurture whatever inclinations they have have good dialogue around it. Don't p- 
put them in that box. Don't force them to wear their hair into like pigtails and make them wear dresses if they don't want to. But also don't say, no, you can never wear a dress or look pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like If they choose it, if they start choosing it on their own, I'm not going to stop. Sorry, it. not that not being girly means you're not pretty. See, even that. It just I think you just have to be really careful with how you talk. And as we said many times before, just model, I guess, not gender performance, but model like not taking on a complete gender persona that's like preset but yeah my mom already does have like dresses that she's gotten in case it's a girl that are fucking horrible i think we're just gonna be like thanks and then light them on fire they're fucking ugly and they're like gross like they just don't even look comfortable they're like yeah like scratchy and what's that what's that um what's the material like it's taffeta it's not taffeta it's like it's it's synthetic like nylon yeah fake satin sateen and, i don't and know what situation is a baby wearing such an elaborate dress like they can't move around in it it's uncomfortable it's completely impractical yeah because the minute they puke on it you're like well that's gone yeah and what am i where am i going that i need my you kid know to be what dressed you like can that? just say i don't want these mom please stop buying them we're not going to put our baby in this yeah or just like accept them and be like oh yeah she totally wore it i swear like put her in it take a picture send it to her and then no burn it. no not even that <laughs> i'm not even gonna do that i won't even put the kid in those things they're so gross yeah we'll have to deal with that as it comes but that is something that i'm i want to avoid because my mom is p- knitting this blue blanket and she keeps being like i need to go to get new yarn because this only works if if it's a boy and I'm like mom girls can wear blue too you can have a blue blanket for a girl and again that same sort of like brainwashed look of like what don't comprehend blue girl I know meanwhile your mom like never wears pink she basically only wears gray (laughs) (laughs) so you'd be like hey mom you know actually our nursery is going to be gray there's going to be some gray in there so why don't you make us a gray blanket that's just a reflection of her soul (laughs) no her soul is black the other thing that i don't dark dark black if anyone out there is listening and you're coming to our baby shower if you buy anything with chevron pattern on it i will look (laughs) you in the eye and light it on fire and just very over the chevron fad i am at first when it came out i was like oh that's cool and then i got over it real quick because it's fucking everywhere yeah and it's on all baby things and it's like one of the only acceptable Mm. patterns that the duggars are allowed to wear here's the real problem as much as she loves the duggars she doesn't want to be like them so nothing dugger related i don't think i would ever say that i love the duggars you love to hate the duggars yeah that's yeah that's what it is anyway they wear chevron all the time it's like because you know in their religion certain patterns turn men on but i guess like chevron, what paisley anything that's too wild is paisley wild i think so i've never seen them wear paisley what about damask i don't know what that is that's the like i don't know how to describe it it's kind of like it was like cool maybe like five years ago like it was like the chevron before chevron everyone's doing their wallpaper in it and like bags it's like kind of like a f- almost looks like a fleur-de-lis sort of pattern Okay. Is that helping you at all? Are you picturing it? No. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. Anyways, I'm not a huge fan of that one either. But we're going for pretty like modern basic. Do we sound obnoxious? Um, we're like no pink, no blue. And why do little boys have to wear things that are like so handsome? Little slugger and like dump trucks and shit. Girls can wear dump trucks too. 
So you want the gendered stuff. You just want it for the opposite gender. I just don't want it to be gendered. I want it to just yeah. be like, that's a dump truck shirt for a child. Yeah. The end. I know. I really think it's super... Like, I, I even remember saying this not that long ago, being like, why do the Oscars have to have a male and female category? Acting is not a gendered thing. Why can't you compare a female actress to a male actor? That was in Chris Rock's opening dialogue, wasn't it? It was. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah. maybe he did. But I've thought that for a long time. Like, what the fuck? Like, maybe for something like athletics, it might make sense because there's different physical, like, f- different physique, sort of. But just the world is so gendered. It's really hard to, like, remove all of that. But all you can do is just, like, try and be as in the middle as you can. So we should probably start calling the baby they. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> um, yeah. But okay. So as obnoxious as it might sound, there's a reason. The thing is, it's not like a personal preference where we're just like, mm, I don't like pink. Mm, I don't like blue. Mm, I don't like green. I don't like Chevron. I don't like, you know what I mean? Like we're, aside from the Chevron issue, what we're asking is because we don't want to put our baby in a box. So I think maybe even if it sounds obnoxious, people are just going to have to deal with it. Or we're just going to have to donate a bunch of shit that we don't like. So we thought maybe it'd be kind of fun to do one of these to like see. To figure out if we're having a pink baby or a blue baby. Also, I was Googling gender reveals that have nothing to do with pink or blue. And people on the internet are stupid because they're like, oh, well, if you don't want to do pink or blue, have like a pair of like girly shoes or a pair of like boots for the boy or um have a bow or a mustache it's like that's the same fucking thing you idiots yeah the, it's the point, same socially yeah. constructed bullshit anyway i know somebody that did one and they just like randomly assigned a color like green is for boy and yellow is for girl or something it was just like totally random so that's one way of doing it but i don't really i don't know i feel like the gender reveal is just like isn't it enough that you're having a baby well we don't need to have a separate party but we could do it at the baby shower yeah might be fun and just put, like, boy or girl on a piece of paper. All right. So let's see if we can figure out before we actually find out what we're having. Okay. So you're supposed to use a compass. This one you can do by just by looking south. If you're carrying high, break out the pink. If your bump is low, you're carrying a boy. Oh, never mind. It's not actually using a compass. Well, am I carrying high or low? I don't know. Carrying in the middle where your belly is. <laughs> I, <laughs> also, again, how does that, how does that make sense? Why would like a um, penis or a vagina make your stomach change shape? Okay, according to this, if for the heartbeat, if it's over 140 beats per minute, it's a girl. If it's less, it's a boy. So based on that, we're having a girl. Are you craving ice cream every single day? Some people that believe this means it's a girl. If you have to have salty or sour stuff, then it's a boy. I'm definitely so going salty and sour. Salty and sour, so now we're having a boy. <laughs> Perfect. The Chinese birth chart. I don't know how this one works. We've done that, and it says I'm having a boy. Okay. So the Chinese birth p- chart is based on the month you conceived and your age. Okay. And it says boy. This one's super weird. Uh, pee in a cup. You've been doing that all your, at all your prenatal appointments anyway, haven't you? Mix a tablespoon of Drano in and watch to see if it changes color. Green equals girl and blue equals boy. How the fuck did anyone figure <laughs> this out? What a weird... <laughs> no, I'm never doing that because Drano scares me. Yeah, it does. It's true. I have like a contact phobia with Drano. If we have it in the house, I'm afraid I'm going to like drink it somehow. You're going to like unwittingly like ingest it somehow? Yeah. Place a key in front of your prego friend and ask her to pick it up. If she grabs it... Never mind. I can't tell you. Otherwise, I can't test it. Oh. This is science right here, you guys. 
real science happening right before your eyes, ears. really hard to figure out okay so this one says put a key in front of your prego friend hey friend hey friend um and if she picks it up by the narrow part she's in for sugar and spice if she picks it up by the round part it snips and snails so i guess you're having a snail (laughs) (laughs) what's a snip i don't know um so i'm gonna need that that's a a boy a boy yeah so what do we have now three boys one girl Okay, so if you're breaking out, that's because you're having a girl. Um, the belief goes that girls steal their mother's beauty, hence those annoying zits. What? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! What? How? Did I? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! What's that called? Fem competition or some shit? Mother, mother, daughter, daughter competition. competition. This is the root right here. It's because of the zits in pregnancy. That's why mothers and daughters have problems. Um, I have been breaking out folks. a little bit, so I guess that's two girls, three boys now. Okay, this one's the like, take your ring and like put it on a string and like wave it over your belly, and if it swings one way, it's a boy, and if it swings the other, it's a girl. We'll do it. I don't like how, like. It's going to swing a certain way based on... You have to hold it still. And then it's just going to start moving? Yeah. It's just spinning. (laughs) That's not one of the options. But that's because I'm moving. Like, obviously, I'm not keeping it 100% still. Okay, I guess Inconclusive. Okay, that one was sort of like going back and forth. So, according to that, then it's... Then it's what? uh, A girl. So, If it was... If it went in circles, it would be a boy. But do they, is that like spinning or is that like actually like. I think it's supposed to actually go in big circles. It's just going to do that by itself. Yeah. This is such the bullshit. The spirits. The spirits. That's what they spend their time doing. Uh, sick as a dog for the first trimester or still signs indicate you're having a girl. Literal or no morning sickness points to a boy. Why? Because the girl's making you puke because she wants you to be skinny too. <laughs> <laughs> she wants you to die and she wants to steal your good looks. Oh, there's a video to tell you which myths are actually true. Let's see. Let's see. Isn't it strange how everyone from your nosy neighbor to the dude at the drive through window becomes an expert the minute they know you're expecting? Well, now you're the expert as we separate pregnancy fact from pregnancy fiction. You guys are missing out. The video is just so amazing. Myth number one. If you're having a girl, you're carrying high. So, a lot of people think that boys like to descend further down into their mother's pelvis close to the due date, where girls like to ride high the whole time. Yeah, because that's a choice. Mm -hmm. Gender's got nothing to do with baby's positioning within your bum. Shocker. Myth number two. If your hands are dry, you're expecting a boy. The truth, no way. If your hands are dry, you probably just need some lotion. (laughs) Mama? Treat yourself. (laughs) Hairy babies give moms heartburn. The truth? I thought this one was the craziest of them all, but it's actually true. A recent study found that babies born to women who had moderate to severe heartburn actually had more hair than the average baby. Meanwhile, I've had moms no who heartburn. didn't have heartburn at all, their babies had less hair than the average baby. Oh, our baby's going to be bald. Pregnancy myths. Check out parents.com slash pregnancy myths. They're all myths. They're yeah. all myths because then they would be able to tell you Oh, you're having a boy at the end. No, if they weren't, they would be called scientific facts. <laughs> yeah. 
the video was literally like women pregnant women in their underwear like fondling their bellies (laughs) (laughs) and then this weird like way too perky and super disingenuous redhead no way treat yourself mama Mama. (laughs) is that what i'm gonna be like after i give birth oh my god if you oh my god oh my god you guys you guys (laughs) pregnancy is so random Uh, why don't you talk about feeling the baby move? So that's been really fun. I was talking, when was this? A week ago? A week and a half? Maybe? I think it was after the last podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was. It was after we recorded. We were at home. We were laying in bed. I I've been like, feeling the baby move, as you know, because it's not farts since 14 weeks. <laughs> been getting stronger yeah. and more noticeable. Yeah, and you had one one time where the baby like did a full like somersault and yeah. that was pretty crazy that was for trippy. you um but i haven't been quite as lucky because it's not inside of me so we were laying on the bed and i was talking to the baby and i was telling the baby how excited everybody in my family is to meet them it he or she and then the baby just started kicking my hand it was really cool and i felt some more kicks but i like really am so excited for it to get stronger and more obvious but when um the other night Ange was like spooning me from behind she was like had her belly pressed against my back and apparently the baby was kicking me (laughs) i couldn't feel it but no but then i had you reach around and you felt it yeah you gave the baby a reach around (laughs) 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 oh we're here for all your inappropriate baby jokes all of them but yeah we've been i don't know we've been kind of doing pretty well i've been busy working and trying to take care of Ange and feed her and try and keep her from freaking out about listeriosis and zika um but yeah again not freaking out just cautious just cautious potato potato (laughs) you know what i've been doing the past couple days you're gonna make so much fun of me what guess talking to the baby Speaking of talking to the baby, Ange decided because she read an article that like babies who are bilingual from day one um, learn higher order mental mental functioning earlier. Fact. And are more empathetic. Yes. And so she's decided that because I did French immersion in high school, which was, you know, what fuck, how, how old am I? 32 so that was like 14 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> that I should only speak French to the baby from now on yeah and i've tried but it's pretty challenging because when you don't use the language the words just don't come into your mouth well so. you sh- what was the point of learning that language just to let it die it's not dead i still understand it i'm not saying it's a bad thing i just think it'll be a struggle for me i'm not even saying you have to do it all the time but and then you also should just spend some time doing it i will and I mean, our baby's going to, our, our kids are going to be in French immersion. They're going to learn French anyway, because there are many benefits of being bilingual over the lifespan. Um, it feels a little pretentious <laughs> to be like, je vais seulement parler français avec mon bébé. I don't know. It just feels totally fucking pretentious. It doesn't like connect you to your heritage. I mean, it does, but it's not like I've ever, it's not like I come from a family where we spoke French at home. My parents don't even speak French. My grandmother speaks French. It's just... <laughs> well, why... Like, that seems like all the more reason to make no, it No, I'm, I'm totally... Thing. But there's a difference between our kids are going to be in French immersion and learn French the way I did, you know, starting in kinder... In, I think we started in kindergarten. 
um, and do that all the way through grade 12 versus I'm going to speak French at home. That's well, like a it's whole giving other them a level. head start. Well, I, I think it's the whole head start thing is a slippery slope. I don't think there's anything wrong with exposing our baby to another language. I don't have a problem with it. I just like worry that it's putting a lot of like the burden on me. I'll still do it. I just can't. I'm not. I think it would feel really weird to only speak to the baby in French because that's not my native language. Yeah. So I would like to also be allowed to speak to the baby in English. Okay. I guess <laughs> Thanks. that's okay. Thanks, love. But, you know, we'll watch French cartoons and we'll like read French books and I'll speak to the baby in French sometimes. If yeah. that. And teach it words. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Anyway, back to my embarrassing thing. Oh, God. That I've been doing. I have gone back in the catalog and I've rewatched some of the Duggar births. Oh my in god. In preparation for my own. That is embarrassing. But the reason that I'm doing it, not only Duggar births, I don't know people out there who watch the Duggars, if you've ever heard of the Bates family. They've been on the Duggars a couple times. They're like the Duggar clones. They also have nineteen kids. Except they're not weird religious freaks. They are weird religious freaks, but they're not as weird. They're just as religious. They have the same convictions, but they're allowed to like hug and they have don't seem like robots. Yeah, they're not. They're just, you know, the girls are obnoxious and they laugh and they, you know, joke around with each other and have personalities and facial expressions. And are allowed to hug front to front. Yeah, even strangers. Um, Whereas the Duggars are like robots who have. Are they allowed to like dance? I don't think so. What a sad existence. (laughs) I mean, I for me, like the Bates, the Bates, they're all amazing musicians. I mean, that's cool, but I just, I don't know. I If I could never have danced, that would have been so sad. I love dancing. I mean, I grew up dancing. I, I was a dancer. Well, that's because you love turning on men. Obviously, that's why I was doing it when I was eight. And stealing <laughs> their righteousness yeah. from their brothers. I mean, that's definitely what was on my mind when I started <laughs> dancing at four. Mm-hmm. For sure. I was like, where are the men? How can I steal their <laughs> righteousness with my toe points and my hops? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and pretending to be a bumblebee and running around in circles. So sexy. Well, that big ass. I was big the bumblebee butt. The sexiest four year old dancer. Yeah. You bumble whore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was thinking, like, those girls are so fucking tightly wound and have no ability to because they're not allowed to have an orgasm or even like a feeling exactly so i'm like if they can push a baby out then i should be able to so i went back to like watch them do it to be like yeah yeah but they have something that you don't god jesus jesus they have jesus they have jesus jesus comes in and takes the baby out for them well we already agreed last episode that god is not dead so that's like God a is not that dead. Direction. So one of the girls, one of the Bates girls that I went and rewatched the other night, uh, she had like three miscarriages before she actually got pregnant and had it stick. And she went into labor and her whole entire labor from start to finish was an hour and a half. What? Yeah. She had placental abruption. So her placenta had like detached and I guess when that happens, your body's just like, get the fucking baby out. Yeah, because it's... And apparently... I, mean, it can get, I think when you have placental abruption, you can get, like, blood poisoning. The baby can get blood poisoning. Yeah, and so and what you can happens... bleed out, can't you? Um, I don't know about... Maybe. I didn't read that. It's but not good. No. It's, it's not, not good. It's not good for it's either It's not what you, you want. It's not what you want. 
but they weren't aware of this until afterwards um but like her mom was there and kept being like you're gonna get some reprieve from your contractions it's okay and she's like there's no reprieve it was just like hard labor right from the get-go yeah because that's Damn. one of the indicators is that you don't actually have any mm. waves of contractions just, like, just like one constant, like, big contraction and it's like get the fucking baby out as soon as possible is this helping you watch the watching these is making you feel better um well it is in the fact that like what I said at the beginning is these women haven't had real lives <laughs> and haven't had like exploration of their bodies or like mindfulness in order to connect with themselves because that's like disgusting. It and must be so weird to, to have an it. existence where you're so detached from your body. As much as like I struggle with like my appearance and stuff, I still really like feel like I'm in my body. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I, I'm connected to it and I rely on it and it there's like a relationship there and i think it would be such a strange existence to be completely dis you're almost like detached from your own self yeah and one of the anna duggar who's josh's wife gave birth on the toilet in in one of them because she was afraid she was going to poop so she went to the toilet apparently like laboring on the toilet is great but um she went to the i don't know about the actual toilet like physically i think the the position the seated position, the squatting seated position, is probably pretty good. But I don't trust a toilet to be clean enough. <laughs> yeah, for a baby. And it's just so funny. Like they live this existence of modesty and hiding a lot of things, and then oh yeah, I'm just gonna put the fact that I like gave birth to a child on the toilet on the TV for everyone to see. In these birthing videos, what do you see? Like they're obviously not naked. Like in all the like birthing videos they always wear shirts and you don't really see them from the waist down and if you do if it's like from the knees down the knees are blurred out because they blur their knees don't want to see those knees those whorish slutty naked knees wow could you imagine a life where you feel like your knees are a like an erogenous zone (laughs) there's one episode where Michelle Duggar goes like water skiing or some shit and she's wearing this like weird bathing suit tunic that they wear modest swimwear it looks like basically a dress <laughs> a dress that you go <laughs> you wear into the water that sounds horrible and anyway, they must drown a lot there must be a lot of drownings <laughs> in that like weird creepy quiverful sect yeah. it's basically like a swim or a wetsuit anyway but without without pants because pants are the devil's work so she was water skiing and actually it was like falling over because she was trying so hard to pull this wetsuit dress thing down over her knees while she was water skiing which she'd never done before because she was like more concerned with people seeing her knees than concentrating on doing this fucking thing it's like if you're so worried about the way you look why are you on tv well i'm glad you didn't see those knees because i'd be out of a wife i would be on the first plane down to arkansas I had a couple crazy dreams about the baby. Mm. One dream These are good. was that somehow instead of doing IUI with our donor sperm, they fucked up and they inserted, they somehow did IVF and they inserted like an embryo as well as sperm inside me. So I was basically a surrogate. So when I gave birth to the baby, it came out and it was... Um, Mexican. I don't know if that's the right term. But in the dream, I definitely had a feeling that it was like from Mexico. It's Hispanic. No, it's I baby. think Mex- Mexico, Mexican is like an okay term. It, it's just like saying Canadian. 
Yeah, but I don't know if the baby in this dream was from Mexico proper. Oh, okay. So the baby was Hispanic. Yes. Or Latin. Of Latin descent, shall we say. Yeah. Okay. All and right. even... T- tanned. Very tanned. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Dark, dark coloring. So I gave birth to this baby that was Hispanic, and then suddenly it was an eight-year-old, and it had, <laughs> like, a full-on accent, and nobody was acknowledging the fact that this baby was not either of our ethnicities, and I kept telling Jackie, like, this isn't our kid. This is not our... And you were like, what are you talking about? this is totally our baby, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, but it isn't. Like, no one's acknowledging. (laughs) And I was so frustrated that no one was willing to say that it wasn't our baby. It was really weird. Alrighty. So I think that's all for today. We've got more excitement coming up because we'll be finding out the sex of the baby. Woo! We will let you know if we're going to let you know. (laughs) And otherwise, stay tuned. We're not going to tell you when we're going to record next. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Thanks for staying in there with us and talk to you later. Bye. Let's just not do the podcast at all. <laughs> the Baby Mama's Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Baby Mama's Podcast. Make sure to like them on Facebook and give them a great review on iTunes. Have a good day.